Hi, Noel T. Manning of the second here, and welcome to Meet Me at the Movie. So glad that you could join us. And we always say to those who take the time, we, we appreciate you, no matter how you do it, because we know you have quite a few things you can do with your time. And so if you take the time to spend with us, we appreciate it very much. Very happy to have on the show today uh, a couple of filmmakers who are connected to the same film. The film is called All Joking Aside. Uh, Shannon Coley is the director and Raylene Harewood <laughs> in this. And I'm just thank you, thankful for uh, both of you guys joining us today. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you so much. So, so Shannon, I'm going to start with you, and I want to get a little background, let our listeners uh, know a little bit about uh, how you got involved uh, in the entertainment and arts industry, and then we'll, we'll dive into uh, Raylene as well. So, Shannon, dive in. Um, so, I grew up in Geneva, Switzerland, and there wasn't very much film there. And then I decided to go to college in Canada, in Vancouver. And as soon as I got to Vancouver, I saw how many films were being made and I switched from economics to the film program. And while I was in school, I was volunteering on a whole bunch of different uh, TV sets, film sets, short films, and discovered I absolutely loved it. I had such a passion for it. So I pursued it. Um, I switched to the film school and um, yeah, continued after that. So it's been, uh, it's been a long time now. <laughs> Was there something about it that clicked and connected with you? I mean, it was so many different things. I had a photography background. I got my first camera when I was six. So, you know, telling stories with visuals um, always appealed to me and then telling stories in general. And so, yeah. Awesome. Is Was there a certain type of um, role that you had on the crew that you really loved? Uh, you, you mentioned the photography aspect of it, but were there other aspects of it too that you enjoyed? Yeah, I very quickly gravitated to cinematography. So when I was in film school, I was volunteering and lighting and gripping and getting an idea of, um, you know, how all of that worked on a film set. And and then I started working as a director of photography and camera operator. And I was really fortunate. Um, as soon as I graduated, I got hired as such. And it was a busy 15 years as a, as a camera operator and DP, director of photography, before directing full time. Awesome. Raylene, what about you? What about your uh, journey into, uh, into acting? Um, yeah, I, I guess growing up as a kid, I had a lot of different hobbies, um, like all over the place. Like I, I did dance, I did Taekwondo, I did magic, like all kinds of random stuff. And then this hobby of acting just became the one thing that really stuck. And then I got my first professional stage show when I was 16. And I remember having this moment sitting backstage, just thinking, wow, if I don't do this for the rest of my life, I am going to feel so unfulfilled. And I just went from there. And and the whole magic thing has kind of stayed with you through some of the roles that you've had a chance to be involved in, right? Uh, I guess a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I've been on some shows that have magical elements. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then how did how did the two of you meet? So we, I was directing an episode of The Magicians, and um, I 
first saw Raylene in a casting session and I thought she was fantastic and cast her as the character in The Magicians um, for that episode. And then afterwards, when we were talking about casting for All Joking Aside, I asked our casting director to bring her in and she was so good. And, and then we had a chemistry read with Brian Markinson and they clicked and they were fantastic together. So we, we gave her the part. Awesome. <laughs> and you both have worked in, in film and, and, and television as well. Um, talk about some of the differences from a, uh, a filmmaking standpoint, from a director or director photography standpoint, and then also talk about the acting differences, Raylene, that you discovered. Raylene, we'll start with you on this. Sure. Um, you know, to be honest, for me, there aren't that many differences. Um, you know, one of the best things you can do to prepare for a TV show that's already aired is to watch that show and get a sense of the tone and the style of acting because different TV shows have different styles. Um, whereas for a movie, you know, it hasn't been made yet. So you don't really have that, that gift in advance. Um, but really for acting, it's, it's all the same, you know, you do your scene work and you, you deliver your lines and act as honestly as possible. And, and that's it. Now, Raylene, have you done any stage work as well? Have you done theater, live theater? Yes. So I actually come from a theater background. Um, I did a three-year conservatory program uh, in, in acting uh, for theater. And um, I've done uh, a big stage theater in Vancouver and also in Winnipeg. And I was meant to be doing a big stage show in Toronto, but unfortunately COVID happened. <laughs> but yeah, I'm quite involved in theater. So the acting in theater definitely has its differences because of that immediate uh, interaction and engagement. Absolutely. Yes. And also because, you know, in theater, you're not just seeing the actor from like the waist up or just their face, you know, you're seeing their whole body. So you've got to express whatever, whatever's going on with your whole body. So that is quite different from screen acting. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you're, uh, you're seeing each scene as it unfolds in real time, unlike uh, theater. I mean, I'm sorry, unlike uh, film and television as well. Yes, and so thank goodness we have so much time to rehearse. You know, you get like minimum two or three weeks, if not a few months to rehearse a theater piece because yeah, it's it's happening live. <laughs> so Shannon, what about you? What are some of the differences that you have found in doing uh, film and then television? The big difference for me is the budget because when I go on to a TV series, it's a well-oiled machine and there's usually a studio and a network behind it. And so the budget is considerably bigger than an indie feature. Right. And so an indie feature, you are doing everything from the ground up. And our producer, John Ornoy, um, he optioned the script from Inktip and our writer was in the UK. And so it was like, working on it from the ground up and putting the whole crew together and if we didn't have someone to do a certain job it fell onto us to do it and so on set you know it was it was always very busy and you can't just say oh i'd like another day to film because you don't have that budget or you know let's get some more crew in because you can't actually afford to feed them so you have to be really in inventive and um, creative and just use your budget very wisely so it's, it's a different, you know, the, the indie feature is the passion project. Um, 
TV is fantastic and I find it's very creative as well, but you just don't have that support behind you when you're, right. when you're directing an indie feature. Yeah. And, and you came from some of the, some of the projects you've worked with on, on television. You've part of the Arrowverse, uh, Supergirl, uh, you've done the magicians as well. So you've, you've been a part of these, as you said, where there's some budget and there's a little bit of room to do some things. Let's transition and talk about, uh, all joking aside, it was something that was, um, Shannon, something you've been wanting to do for a little while, and you put together a, a campaign, a crowdfunding campaign to, to make this happen. And it, and it sounded like from what I've, what I've looked at, you've had Raylene picked out from the beginning on this. Yeah, Raylene came to mind right away as soon as I started talking about uh, the film with our producer, John Ornoy. And so we were so lucky to to get her. It was a really busy time in Vancouver. So we were really lucky to, that she was able to fit in all joking aside because she's so amazingly talented. And I feel like she made that film and with Brian Markinson. Um, so yeah, really, really fortunate um, there. And then the crowdfunding, you know, we, we took it to a number of studios um, and no one was biting. And rather than give up, we thought we want to make this film. And if it's not going to be a big budget, we think we can make it with a smaller budget. And it means enlisting help from our family and friends and everyone came through. Yeah. And so it wasn't, you know, the big budget feature we were hoping for, but it, um, we, we're just really happy with what we were able to, to do. Yeah, I, I really loved how this film, it really was a drama about life, about discovering a path, and I think also about rediscovering a path as well when you look at the mentor who, um, who is a reluctant mentor, but they, they have to find their way yet again. And I loved that relationship, Raylene, between the two of you. And sure, it, it, the backdrop is, is stand-up comedy, but it really is a drama about life um, at the heart of it. And um, I, I love so many aspects of, of this film and you know, questioning uh, thoughts about facing mortality and uh, you know, embracing the good and the bad that comes along with life and, and realizing that uh, this life isn't easy, just like stand-up comedy isn't easy. So the parallels there are wonderful. So Raylene, talk a little bit about your research uh, into this role and, uh, and, and from a comedy standpoint and, and some of the inspirations maybe you found? Um, research from a comedy standpoint. Well, I've always been a really big fan of stand-up comedy. Um, I love comedians like John Mulaney, he's a classic favorite comedian these days, and uh, Gary Goldman's really good as well. Um, but I had never done stand-up before, so that was the part that uh, was pretty freaky to me. Um, and so our producer, John Ornoy, uh, suggested that I just do an open mic night just to see what it feels like. And so I did that, and I didn't tell anyone, because <laughs> I didn't want anyone to come. Uh, but uh, yeah, that was one of the scariest experiences of my life, and it just gave me so much respect for stand-up comedians. You know, like you, you, you see them up there looking so confident, making all these jokes, but you don't realize that they're really putting themselves out there. Like not only are they there on a stage in front of you, but they're telling stories that come from them, which is so different from my experience of being on stage where I'm telling a story that was written down in a script that doesn't really have 
much to do with me, you know? So it, it really is quite vulnerable. Um, and yeah, that was my biggest uh, eye opener in my preparation process. <laughs> so you truly immersed yourself into the art with that experience. Yes, I really did. <laughs> Shannon, tell me about the idea and the thought behind the story and, and why you wanted to bring this to audiences. For me, as soon as I read the script, I really identified with uh, Charlene, the lead character. Felt like she was um, a young woman who was trying to make it in in this world that, you know, is very male dominated. And so, as as a young cinematographer, camera operator, I found that a lot. And you know, I was told often that oh, women can't be camera operators because the camera's too heavy, or they don't see color as well as as men. Things like that. And I felt like there was a lot of barriers to fight through. And for Charlie as well, there were a lot of barriers to fight through. And she falls really hard the first time she's on stage and runs off, but then she gets back up again and she brushes herself off and she tries again. And I really identified with that passion and that determination and to just never give up on your dreams. And as hard as it is, just keep trying. And Raylene, I loved that about your character was the perseverance and uh, you know, even being diagnosed, and I'm not going to give any spoilers, but there, you were diagnosed with something that typically is kind of unusual for a, a diagnosis, a medical diagnosis. And mm -hmm. perseverance that your character had to go through with some life challenges, as well as those challenges uh, on stage. And uh, there were quite a few life challenges that your character had to deal with. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think that that's, uh, you know, that fed into her comedy, you know, and I and I love that part of the movie when when we learned that some of the most interesting comedy is, is the stuff that really is quite real and is quite deep and it's a lot more universal than we think it is. And I think so much of that is about writing as well, when you can write things that you know, that you feel, that you breathe and live. And, and one of the quotes uh, that, I, that came out of this is a quote you've heard uh, writers talk about all the time is, you know, writing is rewriting. And, and that I remember that about this. And uh, I think sometimes our lives reflect that. We are constantly rewriting our lives because we do change daily. There are things that, that come to us that we have choices to make. And so we may be on this path, but then coronavirus happens and we have to go this way. <laughs> And so I loved that, and I thought the the uh, the script was marvelous as well. Talk about where this script came from, and um, you know, how many changes do we see from what that initial idea was to what we see on screen now? And Shannon, I guess you can address this. Yeah, I mean, I can address it somewhat because um, so John Ornoy optioned it from Ink Tip and our writer James Pickering is from the UK. So it was written with a British man as a center as a center character. And so when John optioned it, he said, first of all, I want to make the, the main character woman and and then it needs to be adapted to a North American setting. And so we worked really hard to do that. and. But ultimately, we decided that it we really needed the cast to make it their own. Mm -hmm. So in this case, Raylene and Brian Markinson to 
bring what they have to it because just like comedy where you have to deep you know you have to dig deep into and reveal that vulnerability and parts of yourself it really felt that no one could write charlene as well as raylene could wow so we had her we had her help so much on the script and i i really love that she was able to make it her own raylene talk about some of those things where you didn't make this character and this this film you're on oh wow it, it's hard to talk about because i feel like it was such a busy three weeks and it was such a whirlwind and we were really just going day by day and there were a lot of changes happening in real time um but i feel like i have the most memories of changing the stand-up part of it because i feel like it's actually really hard to write jokes for somebody else to tell because everyone has their own you know, delivery pattern and, and, you know, whatever. So, um, yeah, there was a lot of like looking at the lines in between scenes and, and switching it up. And thank goodness we had, uh, Richard Lett on set who played, uh, Dennis in the movie. And he is a real life comedian who has been doing this for decades. Yeah. So he was such a tremendous help to me in that. <laughs> yeah. Having that kind of resource, gives so much to a project like this. And you talk about three weeks of, of this shoot. Um, talk about the production and where you shot and maybe the limitations that you had um, within that small budget. So there were definitely a lot of limitations due to the budget, but I'm still I'm still amazed um, that we pulled it off. And I'm, I'm really humbled that so many people came out to help us. It was a very, very busy time in, in Vancouver and everyone could have got paid work, um, but they chose to come and volunteer their time on our set. Um, and then, yeah, the limitations, you know, some of the comedy clubs, we had to be out by, by 5 p.m. because they were opening that night. And so it was always a struggle to get all of the work within that time. And, and then, like silly things would go wrong like someone would sleep in and not arrive with the truck and so it was producer john who was like having to go drive the truck to set and everyone's waiting for the camera and you know things things like that so but i'm actually amazed that we pulled it off and yeah so so honored to have worked with amazing you know such great people and it really did work well and you you talked earlier about that struggle of, of breaking through those barriers and, and the stereotypes that were placed on you. And you see that within uh, Rayleigh within your character, but I think you also were able to uh, really look at the power of gender equality within some of the crew that you were able to pull together in this film as well. Talk about that if you'd like. Yeah, right away, John was adamant that he wanted gender parity in the crew as well. And I really, you know, admired him for that. The first time a producer had ever said that to me. And so we, you know, we picked the best people and it just happened that the best people, you know, 50% men, 50% women. And, you know, in the case of our B camera operator, Tracy Cragen, um, I had worked with her before and Really, she had um, operated camera on a couple of short films I'd done, and I really wanted her. And she may have not been as experienced as some other camera operators who were willing to come out, offering to come out. Um, oh, I'm sorry, she was our A camera operator. Um, but the thing is, 
I knew that she could do it, and she hadn't had the opportunities yet to showcase what she could do. And I think it really is about making those opportunities because unless people get those chances, um, they can't actually show you. They can't shine. So we made those opportunities, and everyone was amazing. That's great. That's great. Uh, Raylene, if there's one theme, one message that oh, you feel <laughs> resonates with this film from you, what would that be? Because I know everyone interprets things differently, even audiences, mm -hmm. but for you, what is that one thing that sticks with you that, that when you walk away, you're like, yes, this, this is it for me? There's a few from this film. Um, I touched on one of them earlier, which is that, um, you know, the more, the more you can show up, the more authentic you can be and bring your full self to whatever you're doing, the more successful you're going to be. Um, you know, that's true for anyone in stand up. That's true for me and my acting. I, I think that's true for anyone who walks any road in this world. Yeah. Um, and the other message, um, you know, I, I, I don't, I haven't quite gotten in words yet, but something about, growth and relationships. Yeah. I think that's a really key theme in this movie. And, you know, both Brian, or not Brian, uh, oh, help me out, Shannon. <laughs> Brian's character, Bob, Bob. Bob. <laughs> yes, right. both, um, it's okay. Uh, both Bob and Charlene, you know, have this amazing opportunity to grow in this, in this beautiful relationship that they've formed. And um, that was one of the, the really special parts of working on this film is being a part of that relationship. Yeah, what I loved about that aspect is they, they grew in a relationship with each other, but also with those around them. Uh, yes, it really made them better in, in, a, in a, you know, full sense yes. of the way that they're in the world. So yeah, yeah. beautiful. Shannon, what about you? The, the themes or thoughts that really come to mind for you personally? Well, what I've mentioned is that, you know, never giving up on your dreams. And when you fall, like get back up, brush yourself off, take the time you need, but try again. Uh, but for me, it was also the story of redemption for, for Bob yeah. and that it's never too late to be the person you want to be. Right. Charlie was able to open up that world for him that he could redeem himself and become the person he wanted to be um so i really i really like that and then the the father-daughter relationship i loved it wasn't a sort of a typical hollywood film where oh the two characters fall in love it was like no this is a father-daughter relationship that um you know they have that friendship but there's there's more to it as well yeah, you definitely saw that protective aspect of it as well in, in one scene in particular, and I really yeah. love that. Um, the, the film is all joking aside. We are with Shannon Coley and Raylene Harewood uh, for this film. I uh, know we're getting to wrap, getting to wrap up, but I do want to give you both a chance to share any final thoughts or final comments about all joking aside. And, um, and Raylene, any, any final thoughts you want to share? Yeah, um, I suppose just reiterating, you know, what Shannon just said about um, what a breath of fresh air it is that this movie doesn't end up with two people falling in love. It's it's a really deep love, but it's a different kind of love and one that we don't get to see on screen as often. And I think that's really what makes this movie special. Absolutely. Shannon? Uh, for me, it's 
you know, as a filmmaker, it was so rewarding to make this, you know, little indie feature. And I've got to say to all the filmmakers out there, get out and make your films, uh, whether it's on a phone or a camera you've borrowed. Um, you know, so many stories still need to be told. And so getting out there and telling them is uh, really necessary. The film is all joking aside. Check it out. I'm Noel T. Manning II. Thank you so much, Shannon and Raylene, for spending time with us right here on Meet Me at the Movies. And until next time, that is a wrap.